Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Everybody, welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. This is Nate Whitson, and I'm super stoked to talk about ultimate intimacy, the brand, the app, all the conversations that come along with this today. Clearly, as a podcast for Christian men, I bet this will be one of the most listened to just by title alone. I know it's one that I would listen to just by searching the titles myself. But before we jump into that, before I introduce my guest, I want to share the story that I heard. I can't remember the pastor that told it, but I remember years ago listening to the Song of Solomon series. I think it was Tommy Nelson is the name of the, the guy that should get credit for this. But he told the story talking about sex. And he was saying that there was an African village. And in this village, there was a large body of water that everybody in the village had to do all of their basic life skills around. That's where they cleaned. That's where they washed. That's where they cooked. Everything revolved around this body of water. The problem was that it was full of alligators. And because of that, what you would see in the community and what you'd see throughout the village was that people had these terrible encounters with these alligators. And unfortunately for this ancient village, it was taboo to speak out loud about the alligators. So all throughout the village, you would see people that were scarred and maimed and had these terrible encounters with these alligators, but it was considered rude or taboo to speak about this. So instead of being able to discuss it and say, hey, there's this crazy stuff that happens down here, we just choose to say nothing at all. And so because of that, this village kept getting hurt over and over, generation after generation of people that were getting hurt and maimed by these alligators that they couldn't speak about. And the pastor tells this story and he says, okay, truth be told, it's not a real village. Maybe it is, but it really wasn't a true story. But what he said was, the analogy of that story was so true about sex in our culture. And in particular, in the Christian culture, we have people that are walking around maimed and hurt and frustrated. And sometimes their, their spirit and their soul has been killed because the devil has taken this really beautiful thing that God intended and created. And people have been hurt by it. The devil has turned and twisted it. And unfortunately, what we've done as a society is saying, hey, it's taboo to talk about sex out loud. It's, it's taboo to be able to say like, what can I do? What can I not do? And so we say nothing. And deep inside, we have these scars and these hurts and we're, we're being maimed all the time by this beautiful thing that's been hijacked and taken out of context. And so one of the things that I'm super excited about with Nick and Amy is that they are the founders of a brand and an app called Ultimate Int Intimacy. And their marriage was transformed years ago by just putting these principles into play. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that story and talk about the tools and the things that they are doing to help Christian marriages in particular to go from good to great. And so today, guys, I'm super grateful to have you on to talk out loud 
about marriage and sex and intimacy because it's time, you know, before we hit record, we were just kind of discussing a little bit of just like, man, we just need more voices, you know, sharing these conversations and you guys are having these every day. We're grateful for what you're doing. Welcome to the podcast and thanks for being on today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us and what a great opening. It's so true. It's something we get so many messages almost on a daily basis of, of people that are really struggling in this area. And, you know, as you see, we do a ton of polls. We, we want to know what the audience is thinking and sexual intimacy is a huge key to having a successful and happy marriage. And, and both men and women agree. I think the poll we took was like 91% agreed that, you know, that is vital to a happy marriage. So it is something that we need to talk about. I know in my upbringing, I wasn't talked about very much. So when I got into marriage, it was, uh, yeah, our honeymoon night was pretty funny, wasn't it? Yeah. You know what though? It, it is so true. Like it just, it isn't talked about. Like we are, we kind of grow up a lot of us in Christian homes, just kind of thinking of it as almost like it's dirty almost as if it's secretive, you know, and we bring some of these things into our marriages without any kind of context, any kind of guidelines, any kind of like open, true conversations. And then you're just mm -hmm. left to fumble around with this beautiful gift that you have no clue what you're doing with. And then you get hurt, then you get fragile, then you get separated. And then you go, why, are, why is divorce happening the way it is? Why do we not see Christian marriage as being the, the ultimate, the best examples? And it's because of so much of this that you guys are taking on. And it makes me think like, give us maybe just a, a little recap of 2017 or before, you know, what was the state of your marriage? And I know you don't mind, but if you don't mind sharing that and what led you to, you know, doing this. I'm going to let Amy lead into this, but I want to say something while it's on my mind really quick. You know, the majority of couples out there, and we believe this is, you know, you've got to have the emotional intimacy together before the sexual intimacy is, you know, going to come and be good. I think we almost reversed it a little bit right like i think when we learned that we could talk about sex and the really difficult things it made us be able to talk about the emotional things a lot easier and that's where we were really struggling was with opening up emotionally right so it we might we might have approached things maybe accidentally backwards but i think it it really you know still got us to the end result or the right place because when we started talking about sex openly, man, if you can talk about that openly, that's right. It makes other things. <laughs> so I just, I just wanted to throw that out, but regardless, you know, however path, whatever paths taken, as long as couples can really start communicating and opening it up. But I wanted to just mention that before mm -hmm. I forgot. Yeah. Well, communication is key. So without going into our whole story, because that would take the whole podcast, but I actually went into the marriage with a pretty strong and healthy sex drive. And so that was actually top notch for us when we got married and years in and had kids. And then we started having some financial things going on and, and some real breakdowns in communication yeah. is what I would call it. And so all of a sudden I stopped craving sex. Like, like I almost thought, what is wrong with me? I'm broken. And like he just said, it really came down to a breakdown of emotional communication and that connection. Like you cannot have an amazing and passionate sex life when you are not a hundred percent, and especially for women, 
100% emotionally connected to your spouse. And when you're not emotionally connected, for whatever reason, there's a thousand barriers. Yeah. As, with, as women, we kind of shut down sexually. But when I, we shut down sexually, a husband shuts down emotionally. And yeah, we right. talk about this on our podcast and our social media all the time. That game that couples start playing, well, if you're not doing this for me or if you're not doing this for me, that gap gets bigger and bigger. And and I would say most couples play that game in their marriage at one absolutely. time or another. Like, well, if you're not providing absolutely. me this, I'm going to withhold this. And then that gap just gets bigger, bigger. And it's a standoff. Like, who's going to give in first? Yeah. And you almost have to give in emotionally first because that has to be key. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, those those years that were really hard for us, just with the trials that we were going through, I thank goodness I was sexually wired nice. to to never cut that off like i still wanted that and i knew that was important to him and usually that's the first thing to go but i truly believe to this day that that is what kept us together Absolutely. was keeping yeah. the sexual intimacy strong which is so hard and so the entire reason we created the app and started the podcast number one our motto is that marriage should never be mediocre mm. he's a romantic I'm a romantic. We got married not to be roommates. We got married to have passion and romance and to desire each other and to want to make love to each other. And I know that most marriages, that's what they want, right? They want that soulmate, that, that passion that they both crave and that can die so easy. So I just want to say the entire reason we creative and are doing what we are doing is to help people break down those barriers. So not only the emotional intimacy is amazing, but the sexual intimacy could always stay strong. And we've been married 21 years with four kids. Kids are nice. starting to move out. We could testify that you can keep it amazing. Yeah. It just takes effort and communication. Yeah, I would say we're at a place probably better than we've ever been in our life, right? Like even after 21 years, I fall more and more in love with you. Or But it's not like we haven't been through anything hard. Correct. It's that mm-hmm. we let those hard things make us stronger. And it, it, you have to be vulnerable and communicate about it. Well, and and... You know, you made a point that it probably was the sexual intimacy that really held us together because most men feel love through touch, through physical touch. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of women out there think, oh, my husband just wants to have sex. But for men, it's so much different than that. Like most men legitimately feel love through physical intimacy. So you cut that off and then all of a sudden you're going to see that gap become wider and wider, getting back to the game that we kind of, you know, talk about that a lot of couples play so yeah yeah absolutely i know have you guys i don't know if you guys have read the book or heard of emerson egrich and he talks about the crazy cycle and in, in a book called love and respect and he has a marriage series built. awesome yeah it's incredible yeah and it really describes exactly what you're calling the game he just calls the crazy cycle she mm-hmm. withholds he spins out he withholds and, and it just spins and man what no matter what you call it we all recognize exactly what that is and then and yeah it, like when you stop the crazy cycle or you stop the game, you go, what are we doing? Like, we're only hurting ourselves. Why are we doing this? And yet, yeah. like, isn't it amazing? Like in this, in this relationship that starts off, like you're saying, Amy, like, so on the right foot can get so far off track and you go, how did we end up over here? Right. It's the saddest thing in the world. And I think a lot of it's, you know, pride or ego because, you know, in marriage you're like, you know, it's so easy to say, well, she needs to change this or he needs to change this. And so, you know, that, I mean, it's so hard to 
just say, you know what? Yeah, I am in the wrong. I need to do this. I need need to meet her emotional needs better or, you know, vice versa. It's amazing how easy that disconnect can just get farther. And that disconnect usually happens by simple and stupid things. Absolutely. Like you start prioritizing your kids over your marriage. You start prioritizing your phone over your marriage. You stop Mm. dating. You stop having fun together. Like once you start losing those little aspects, you just get farther apart. And then it just, you know. Yeah. How did we end up over here? What, you know, that like one degree, the one degree off kind of mark starts off no big deal. If a plane is one degree off and it starts off at LA, but it's one degree off, it ends yeah. up in like Massachusetts or something, right? Like exactly. nowhere exactly. near the destination. So that's a great analogy. So tell me, like, let's talk about this idea of intimacy. So this is called ultimate intimacy. And from yeah. a guy's perspective, again, this is a podcast primarily for Christian men, but I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that women are listening in too. But <laughs> ultimate intimacy when when men hear intimacy when i start when i became familiar with you guys and i thought ultimate intimacy what comes to my mind is sex yep. i know it's not the answer in fact the more you get into some of the tools and conversations and things that you guys have you realize that intimacy is so much more maybe talk about that for us a little bit help the men listening today to go intimacy is way bigger than that we'll start we pull a ton of people thousands of people And I can tell you, and we also have a Christian audience. Almost every man that has responded has said, sex isn't about sex. It's about being desired. It's about my wife wanting me. It's about emotionally and physically connecting with my wife. Like they all agree to that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And as a woman, like I see that, like I totally believe that it's so much deeper for men. And so I'm trying to help women understand that. Like, they want you to desire them. They want to emotionally connect with you. And sometimes they need to know what you need for that to happen. Right? Yeah. So much deeper. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, getting back to your question as well, too, I, I was the same as you. I second I would hear intimacy, I would think of sex. But there, you know, obviously you have the emotional intimacy, you have the spiritual intimacy that needs to be there. You have the financial intimacy. Mm. I mean, you have so many aspects of, I guess, things that encompass everything, which ultimately lead to, you know, the emotional and physical intimacy, you know, really connecting. And one of the reasons we named it ultimate intimacy is really just covering all those aspects and yeah. When, when you're hitting on all cylinders, I guess, on all the different things, I mean, that is what everyone's try, trying to obtain is that ultimate intimacy. And I think it's a roller coaster, you know, even when you obtain it, then you have a month that's struggling because, uh, you know, Stop. life Stop. issues, financial yeah. issues or whatever. And it's, it's kind of a roller coaster, but just trying to, I guess, always move forward to try to have that ultimate intimacy. And when, and when you get there. Um, there's nothing better. Yeah, that's it's great. Amazing. Yeah, that's so great. I, I I'll tell the story here that for you. So I had purchased the the deck of cards from uh-huh. you guys. And I I did not like I hadn't talked to my wife yet about any of this. And I was so nervous to talk to her about this you know, kind of conversation this, and I, and I think this is just very, trying to be very like transparent in real life here in this podcast for people. We have like an amazing marriage. My wife, like if you, 
get to know her or if you knew anybody, like she's just incredible, incredible lady. And we have a really good, very strong marriage. But this was an area of it's like, I don't know how to break through this conversation. Yeah. Like, I would really like to do more of this. I'd like to know more of what you want. Do you want like, well, where do we even go for this? Right. So I thought for the, I thought, well, I liked the approach that you guys were using. And I thought, okay, well, fortunately, finally, there was something that didn't involve pornography or nudity or something that I knew, like if it was too racy, she's instantly out, like would have been offended, yeah. would have been hurtful. And so I thought, well, this is possible. Like this could possibly help open up a, a door. Right. And it was super cool. So, but I am like so nervous to bring <laughs> to her, <laughs> to, to my favorite person in the world. Right. Like this is what's crazy about it. We're this pride or ego, Nick, that you're talking about, whatever this wall is, it's really hard for us to get over that, especially if we've ever been hurt on either side, right? If your, your wife, we've hurt our wife over the years, no doubt. It's part of living with somebody that long. We've yeah. been hurt and men don't want to say that we've been hurt, but there's hurt. And now you're trying to bridge the gap with something like this and you're so nervous, but talk about like some of the ways that your tools in the app can help with, like it did with us to be able to rid that it was the same thing for us i mean honestly like our story is opposite because i was like thinking on broken right like why am i not craving it anymore and so i bought a bedroom game for nick true, true story yeah. and that's what started this whole thing and i was like well maybe i'm just like literally need something new in the bedroom like yep. maybe that's what it is me and before i realized it was the emotional breakdown and all the other stuff right <laughs> So I bought Nick a bedroom game and I was just like you. I was super nervous. I'm like, I don't want to offend him. Right. I don't want him to think that I'm not happy in the bedroom or that I'm trying to try something. Like, I just did not want to offend him. And I think I did. I yeah, think when I, I gave it to him, he was like, wait, <laughs> you never told me that you, you never like really talked about this or, and it was, it was appropriate game. There wasn't any, I mean, it was just trying something new with words yep. or whatever. And it literally, like, after a couple of days, he's like, okay, I, I'm i sorry that I finally got offended. I would like to try this. And it was the best night ever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so first off, because just all the guys listening out there. So the first thing I thought is, well, it kind of, it kind of came out of the, out of the side, right? Out of nowhere. And I, and my first thought was, wait, you know, is what we're not doing or am I not good enough? Right. right. Why, why is she thinking this? And I think for a lot of men. The opposite introducing something to their wife could be the same thing but then of course after you know a little bit of time i'm like all right i'm a guy what guy is so going to reject his wife with a bedroom game <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something more to this but we talk about it and yeah like doing what the game said to do was like the most amazing hey, night of my life yeah this this is why it's just as hard for us women to say I want you to touch the clitoris. I want you to touch it like this. I would like you to try this. Like for most women, that's really hard to just come out and you're mm -hmm. not good at having conversations. Yeah. Those are hard conversations for everybody. And so we were like, you're 15 years into our marriage at this time. And I'm like, yep. I've never could have said, I like that. I don't like that. Like I didn't want to stand him. So I just ripped that bandaid off, bought yep. that Benjamin Nick. It started conversations that oh, we have no never question. had in no our marriage. Question. And like we always say on our podcast, the minute you start talking about sex openly, 
and your desires and what feels good and what you would like to try, like all those things. And, you could talk about anything. And yep. you realize that, oh, this isn't as hard to talk about as I thought, right? Like this is pretty good. And even if we see differently on some things, you, you just talk about it. And you're like, oh yeah, I want to understand how you feel. And she wants to understand how I feel. Yeah, it's been amazing. So really, when we started being able to openly talk about sex, it seemed like we could talk about everything at that point. Yeah. And so after that bedroom game and fixing that situation and being connected sexually on another level, all of a sudden it was like, well, this is why I've been struggling. Well, I want to tell you why I'm upset with this. Well, mm -hmm. now that we can talk about this, let's talk about these deeper issues. And it seemed like everything over the next few months Oh, yeah. Just night day fixed difference. itself, right? Yeah. And it was really just our communication wasn't real good, right? It, it, at the, we at thought the it was and it wasn't. And right. so the app has the bedroom game and some of those sexual components to it. But as we started building it, because that's kind of where we started it, because we're like, we need to get a bedroom game that's appropriate in right. Christian's hands. They're not going to see things or read things that are not you go okay. To a safe right? place, to yeah. A safe place for people to be able to talk about the subject. So as we're building the app, we start realizing we need an emotional component. Mm -hmm. We need a spiritual component. We need all these other areas of intimacy where couples can start at ground zero and start talking about all these things that build up to the sexual intimacy. And when you can talk about everything, that's where ultimate intimacy comes from. Well, and I'll say one thing real quick. The thing that's amazing about the app and what, what I think we've done is it's so hard to start those initial conversations. Like you said, you know, you're just like scared to death. Like, how do I even start this? What do I do? <laughs> yes. If you go to the app, the app is going to tell you what to ask, how to ask it. It's going to prompt those conversations. And if you're reading it from your phone or reading it from the app, then you're, you're just doing what the phone's telling you to do. It's not. You're not trying to come up with it. Yeah, you're not trying to come up with it, but naturally it's going to get those conversations started. Like, oh, where's the, you know, this, the, the, this. And then you ask your spouse that. And then you see, you know, as you start having those conversations, it really breaks that ice and, and gets past that barrier and just makes it easier and easier. And I think there's something to it about rather than you asking, you know, you personally asking the questions, it's you're, you're getting the questions from the app and getting that conversation started. Yeah. And that's, I'm just going to add, that's why we start with conversations around finance and family and individual questions and romance and all those things. And, and then it has the section on intimate conversations and you've got a truth or dare, like, and then you've got, like, it's just, it's progression, right? Like you yeah. have to start. I mean, you can, I mean, you can go to the, the intimate conversations immediately if you want. And I mean, there are some intimate There's conversations. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you can kind of start whatever, wherever you're comfortable at. And and thing that's great about the bedroom game too, is you can customize it to whatever level you're comfortable at too. So everyone's marriage is different and what's going to be comfortable for some people might not be comfortable for other people. And you can really customize what fits your, your marriage and your needs. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. I, I think one of the really cool parts about it that, that I've experienced with it is that you 
you don't have to be like, this is what I'm saying. It's just like, I'm just reading what the app said to try. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it gives you permission to be like, yeah, like you would never just say the, like before you learn to talk and we're still learning to talk, but it's what you guys have introduced for us is just game changing in what you're, what you're describing is so right on from a practical experience from somebody who just found you online. It was like, okay, finally there it is. Because what it does is it allows you to get past the awkwardness of like, could we just do what this thing is showing me here? Like, and it's weird like that you would ever be embarrassed or weird like that with your wife, but we are like, it's just something that God has given us this great gift and it's been hijacked so bad that we have to figure out ways to reclaim it and to realize that it's beautiful and it's okay. You know, like I, I think you have a session in your app. And one of the questions that guys will ask me, not yet publicly, like, you know, podcast wise, but just in talking with men is like, Christian men want to know like, well, what is okay? Like, yeah, is it okay to do this? Like, is it okay to talk like this? Like, I think even for a lot of women, we have, if you grew up in a very conservative Christian home, the idea of talking about it was always like the alligator story. Right. And now you take that into your marriage though. And it's like to to mention that I want to be touched like this, or I want to do it like that is just like, I think for a lot of us, we just, it's how do you get that out of your head? Right. Or you're on the other side of it where you didn't walk with Christ and you've experimented with everything and you've tainted it the other side. And now you're out of whack because there's no intimacy. It's only sexual. I love that question. And we've been asked that a million times. In fact, we did a podcast on it. What is okay and not okay in the bedroom. And we have the perfect answer. I think it really comes down to is, does it bring you closer together as a couple or divide you as a couple? And mm-hmm. I think if you can sincerely ask that, like some, some people say, well, how do you feel about, you know, a vibrator or something like that? Well, is that going to be used to connect you on a deeper level or is that tool going to be used to divide you? To divide you. Is your husband away when you're using that or are you using it in your lovemaking to bring you closer together? together? And I really think if couples can answer that question honestly. Yep. It's a really, mm-hmm. really simple way to know, okay, is it bringing us closer together or is it dividing us? Is it consenting on this? Is this, you know? That's right. I mean, yeah, the Bible doesn't give the explicit answers to some of the questions that people are asking. You know, some of them maybe, but for yeah. the most part, it's just, this is a holy union between a man and a woman. And it was, it is holy, right? And yeah. so when you can have two good-willed husband and wife come together and openly discuss that. And again, like one of the things I remember years ago hearing was the, the pastor was just saying, look, if it's, if she says no, it's just a no, like, you, you know, you yeah. might have to, you know, bite the head rail and, but you just yep. affect it. And like, so even if you talk about it and you're like, it's okay for other people, but it's not okay to your wife, it's a no. And you just move on. Mm-hmm. Right. Or at least for now. And I think that's such a great point because so many people compare and think, well, why, why can't we do this? Why can't we do this? But every relationship's different and you're exactly right. What works great for some couples might not work great for other couples, but you're exactly right. Just if it's something you're both in agreement and you feel good about, and it brings you closer together as a couple, that's, that's really what it's all about. I mean, we've evolved on things too, like things that we used to think there's no way in the world. Yeah. We're like, well, totally on board we've realized how much it's helped yeah like Mm -hmm. vibrator whatever like there's things that we were just thought or taught that were not okay and we're like okay the more we learn and the more we have been open to certain things that have 
pretty much changed our marriage. Mm-hmm. You also got to, yeah, got to consent and really talk about it. I think with everything, it comes to you cannot have ultimate intimacy in your marriage if you are not vulnerable and honest and willing to talk about everything. That's right. Yeah, it it really makes me think as you're saying it that uh, you, you go into marriage hearing the lie that it's 50-50 and it's not. It's 100-100. Right. Yeah. And and I've heard you guys say this in your podcast in different ways, but when you're saying I love my wife and I know it's important to her to talk, to take my time, to rub her back, like I might be like, Can we like let's just get this thing going, right? Like, but when I'm when I'm for my wife, when and this is what makes Christian marriage beautiful, is when you are dying to yourself and you're saying, like, I know this matters to her. I know this matters yeah. to him. And you are serving one another, regardless of the response of your wife, in this case for these Christian men listening, your responsibility is to die for her. And if you will do that, yeah. which means dying to your ego, dying to your pride, dying to your fear of saying, this is how I feel about this and I don't like it, right? You, it'll, it'll transform your life. Yeah. I love that. I love 100% agree. Yeah. Couldn't have been said better. <laughs> I lost the- I also think it goes the other way too, because I hear so many wives that just uh, cut things off or yeah. won't initiate or won't prioritize it or put the kids first. And I love your words. I wish that more wives would feel the same way too, because mm-hmm. it takes you to make a marriage amazing. And our husband's do so much for us. Like we just have to prioritize. It's all about the love language, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to speak your spouse's love language. You can't just learn it. You have to speak it. That's a great point. Good I, I like that you said that, Amy. That's really great. Like, yeah, you can't just learn it. Like, yeah, I know, I know what motivates her, but I don't do it. <laughs> you know, like if that's we your are, knowledge. We are so opposite. He's physical touch. I'm like, what am I? <laughs> Probably more quality time or gifts. Yes, I don't know. It kind of changes, but I am not good at physical touch. I am not a physical touch person, but I have to come out of my shell and <laughs> and realize how important that is. And and Trey Werner, yeah, that's great. Like, that's how that's what speaking is: is being intentional about it, whether you like that stuff or not. That's right. Yeah, my my wife cringes every time you hear the phrase "happy wife, happy life." Because she's Me saying, too. it's to your point, Amy, of just like, that's that's not the right way to go. Like, I don't want to be like that, like in the house. Like, I'm not the queen. Like, some people talk about, like, this is about us. This is about, like, yeah. this is our team, right? That's what we use the yeah. team a lot in our house. Like, we're talking to our kids, like, hey, same team. Like, when you're trying to get one over on us and you ask your mom, that's my answer, right? Because we're a team. That's right. And so yeah. we, we try to approach it that way. Um, one of the things that we do, so we, we go by four principles and then we have eight habits, kind of like it covers a year of content and things that we're trying to do to help Christian men be the men that God made us to be. And so we have these eight habits that we look at and cover. Well, you guys had a podcast I listened to not too long ago about 20 habits of successful couples. And I'm not asking you to remember it necessarily. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I want you to know, like when I listened to that, I thought that was great. And maybe you could just kind of think about like, what are some things that you get from your audience and from your ministry to people, what are some of the habits of successful couples? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think one of the most important things in my, my opinion is 
putting each other first, even above your kids. A lot of people, when they hear that, they get mad and they say, how can you say we neglect our kids? That's not all, what all what we're saying. Honestly, like you're probably going to spend 10 hours a day serving your kids and maybe an hour a day with your husband. It's not about, <laughs> it, it's not about the time. It's about just putting your spouse first and making sure that, you know, you're a team and you're showing your kids that you're a team and showing them what marriage is really like. I mean, it's pretty awesome. I feel like our kids, you know, they, they look at us, put our marriage first. And sometimes it's like, Hey, mom and I are going out tonight. You guys are home alone for a few hours, you know, whatever. <laughs> but as they see that, they see what a, a marriage is like and what it should be like. And I think that's going to help them in, in their marriages as well. And I think just, I think that's probably one of the most important things. Cause I would say, I don't know, percentage wise, but I would say probably more than 50%. I'm not putting my husband first, mm. my kids come, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's, you know, or vice versa. And that's really sad. Absolutely. I think setting boundaries is another really. Setting boundaries. Mm. Is, is we did different. a, <laughs> we did an Instagram video on boundaries and it went viral and just got destroyed. And it's just amazing to me. Like, why would you not set boundaries? Why would you not talk about and say, okay, what is, what is okay? And what's not okay in this area? In every area. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so important. I, gosh, that list of 20, I could add like 50, but this one is so simple. And everyone's going to roll their eyes because it's like, duh. Date night is key. Mm. And it it goes along with putting your marriage first. And it doesn't, I I get that like some people don't have babysitters or kids are too young or they don't have family or whatever. Date night doesn't have to always be going out. Date night doesn't always have to cost money. But having an amazing marriage always comes down to intentionality yeah are we are we connecting weekly without anyone around us without distractions without our phones that is massive Mm. for a marriage and that we went years probably while our kids were young they're older now but when they were young it was easy for us especially when we were going through some financial hard times to just brush date night off right and when we started implementing implementing that every single week it like was life changing changing. Mm -hmm. it was life changing because you need that time as a couple i'm not talking just go out to dinner or whatever but to flirt to get ready for each other to compliment each other to have those awesome intimate conversations without that are that are not about your kids that are about you that's huge and it's all the husbands out there listening go plan a date night Mm -hmm. like legitimately get some babysitters Tell your wife you're taking her out and have something planned. Or to get ready. She loves, she mm. wants to get dolled up and get ready for you and put on some makeup mm. and, and have you open the doors and take her somewhere. Like you have to do those things that you did when you were dating and it goes both ways. Well, and it's crazy how many people don't do date nights yeah. anymore and they wonder why they're struggling. I mean, if you go back, you fell in love through implementing the exact things you do in dating. Yep. You're having converse, deep conversations together. You're spending time together. You're the romance and things like that. Like every way you fell in love was through dating. So why would you not do that one thing continuously Absolutely. after you get married? Absolutely. It's just amazing. And, and yet we do. We have, to step back. we have to step back and look at those little things that we did when we fell in love. Did you show up with flowers? Do that again. Mm-hmm. Did you plan something that she just absolutely loved? Did you do an activity that you both love to yeah. do together? Do that again. We have to go back and keep that throughout our marriage. You know, what did, I, I will say this. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah. 
It really is when it all comes down to it. I think most couples think, oh, they're to transform our marriage. We have to do these big things and these big things are just, they're too big of mountains to climb. It isn't. It's the little things you start implementing date night and, and doing these little things and you're going to see the biggest changes in your marriage happen. And it's so true. So don't, don't get discouraged. Don't feel like you have to have these life changing things. Just start doing the little things again and you'll see your marriage transform. I love that. And I was just going to say too, like what I love about what you've created is we don't always know the right questions to ask. And I think a lot of guys that are just, their head spins, like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to overcome this. I don't know what to ask her. And yet you've created it, right? Like if we can just get people talking, like in those conversation starters, it's like, tell me about your favorite date we've done. Tell me like what you have coming up that you're excited about. Tell me something I can help you with, right? Like what you've created was like, just get into the app and just use it again. Like, it doesn't have to be just the sex positions part, which is super cool. Great job, you guys, on that part of it. But it really, like, to make the whole point of everything you said, like, the ultimate intimacy is when you just enjoy each other. When you just really just love each other like you did in the very beginning. If you could ever get back to, like, why did we get together in the first place? There was something yeah. you saw. There was a trust that was there that was so right. And we just have to come back to that. And you guys have done a great job at, allowing a space to be there where it is spicy and it's fun and it's right. And it, it it allows men and women together to just say like, tell me what's going on because we just don't know how to do that very well. Well, and all the men out there listening who feel like, oh man, I, how do I get my marriage better? Is there any hope? The answer is yes. Yep. Like Amy and I were at a pretty deep place in our relationship. And now I could not imagine being more in love, more happy. And, and it really is the smaller things mm-hmm. you just start doing. And so, yeah, again, to all the men out there listening, I'm telling you right now, there, the, the keys are there. The tools are there. If you want to have the marriage you've dreamed of this, I, we really believe these things can, can help you out tremendously. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I can testify to it. Um, and, it, and I would say it's helping, like we're on the journey of it. It's like, it's opened the door and I'm excited to see, you know, we've been married 19 years and we have a great marriage. Like, I like what you guys have kind of framed this as like people like us who have a really good marriage that your desire is that they get great. And that, that's what I want to do. I think it's why we want to talk out loud about this alligator issue because there's so much hurt and we can just, you can take down so much of the hurt if we can just get married couples talking, which sounds so funny, right? We're together all day. Sometimes we see each other every day. We never talked, never like this. And so you guys have done a great job with that. I want to ask a question really quick as we kind of wind down some of our time. And maybe if we need to, maybe, maybe I'll, if you guys are willing, we'll come back and do this sometime. But what, what would you say to a man who just says, look, my wife is just like, they're at odds. And, um, he just says like, she's not interested. I don't know you know, what to do to get her to come to my side. I feel like I've tried everything. What, what do you say to that guy who just really hurt right now and frustrated for his wife? Yeah. Great question. So we get a lot of those emails. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many of those emails we get on a daily basis. And one of the first things we ask is, well, have you sat down and talked about it? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not even exaggerating. 
eight, nine out of 10 times, the answer is no. Yeah. So here they are saying, I want this to change. I'm, we're really struggling. You know, what can we do this and that? And the simple question is, well, have you talked about mm -hmm. it? And the answer is typically no. So I would say, first of all, a lot of times in marriage, we, we just expect that our spouse can read our mind mm -hmm. or, or know what we need or how we're, how we're feeling. And, and that's not the case. But I think, first of all, you have to sit down and have that conversation and, you know, really express to each other how you feel, how you're feeling, what you need and, and have that, have that tough conversation. Because I really feel like if both of you now, Obviously, if, if one spouse is interested in doing that and the other spouse isn't like, I don't know what you do, right? It, it, to have a successful marriage, it takes two. But if both spouses really want things to get better, then having that conversation, I think, can be a game changer. We've actually had a couple people that have said, hey, you know, every time we try to have this conversation, gets in an argument, it causes conflict, and I don't know what to do. We've actually had a couple of people we've suggested, all right, look, if, if it creates tension or conflict, write a letter. But the great thing about a letter is they can sit down, they can read it, they can read it over, they can really understand what it means. You're not getting in a heated argument. We've had a couple of people do that and come back and said, this has completely changed our marriage. Mm. It has to be an honest, vulnerable, yeah. So yeah. If, if talking doesn't work, sitting down and having that communication because you have different communication styles or it just causes conflict, sit down, write an honest letter about how you're feeling and give it to your spouse. And I know for several people, it's, that's been a game changer as well. So I love that. What a great really, idea. We, we also created two workbooks for couples. One's an emotional one and one's a sexual intimacy one. And the reason we created both of those that we have is for couples to sit down and be like, I yeah. don't know where to start. Cool. And so we have all these barriers that keep people from having a great marriage, whether it's phone distraction and addiction to whatever it is. And each topic has a list of questions and we ask you to rate it. Where, where do you rate this area in our marriage? Oh, you rated a seven? Well, I rated a four. Let's talk about why our rating is not equal and how we can get it to a 10. Yeah. Each, each subject and category, which is a barrier to good intimacy, is talked about and discussed and rated between the couples. And we've heard so many good things. It's like, okay, just like the app conversation starters, the intimate conversation starters, sometimes people need to, I don't know where to start. I don't know what the barrier is and, and have something laid out in front of them and say, okay, we'll start right here and let's see where this goes. Right? Like, cause you get to a point where you're like, we're willing to try anything. Yeah. And I can guarantee wives or husbands that have shut down, they still want to fix the marriage. Yep. They're probably not Just giving up. How. They don't know how, yep. or there's some kind of resentment really stopping it that needs to be discussed. Or maybe there just needs to be some kind of romantic gesture, gesture that's just like, Showing, like, maybe for a man, it literally showing up some flowers or something, you know, your wife would like say, I'm taking on a romantic day tonight. Just, just please hear me out and go find somewhere and just say, I want to fix this marriage. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Yep. How do we move forward? And, you know, that, that gesture might just start something. Well, and I think what's great about the questions too, is you'll find things out. I mean, Amy and I did a bunch of them and I'm like, I had no idea he felt this way <laughs> yeah. on this, right? right? 
21%. We're still learning. And I think if your spouse is answering the question and saying, oh, I strongly disagree or what have you, if it's in, it gives a lot of good feedback Mm -hmm. and then you can have that conversation. Well, why are you feeling this way? And what can we do to make it better? And and again, I think it comes back to so many couples just don't know how to start the conversation or where to begin. And everything we've pretty much designed and done, whether it's the workbooks or the questions is to prompt those discussions yeah. and figure out, okay, where do we start? How do we get into these conversations and break down the barriers that are keeping us from having the intimacy that we want? Because that is the only way to fix That's it. Right. It really is. That's right. Yeah. And you guys are doing a great job with that. It, in my day job, I'm a financial advisor. And it's funny how many oh. times the conversation with a couple were saying, you know, getting ready to retire, move into those years of your life. And you say, well, tell me, what are you, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? Like, what do you want? They have no, they've never talked about it together. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing you're saying. And this, again, we've lived together under the same roof for 20, 30 years. And we have no idea what's really inside the heart or mind of our spouse. And again, yes. to just, let's just break the barrier down of communication. It will probably like your story tells opens up everything. You will start to fill each other's cup in such a cool way that the sex is incredible. It's so much better. You're like, where has this yeah. been? Well, it's because it's all right. It's ultimate intimacy because you're talking yeah. about all of the things of our heart that matter, right? And for a guy, we're like, I don't want to talk about things of the heart. I want to talk about sex and then, then move forward. Like, but it's not true. He thinks that's true. Yeah. But what makes it ultimate is when his wife is so connected to him spiritually and emotionally and mentally that there's something special, right? Right. You're exactly right. No, most husbands out there don't just want to have sex. They don't want their wife just to have sex to have sex. They want to be desired. They want that connection. They want their wife to love it's, it, right? That's right? So much. Well, like, so great when your wife loves it too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one question I have to ask you, and then we'll, we'll kind of let everybody know how they can find you and all of that. You had mentioned it too. So I think we've, we've both been married similar amounts of time and I bet very yeah. similar stage of life. So we have a few kids that we we're homeschool family. We've got two that are, we've got one who's going into her senior year, one that's sophomore, and then a couple of youngers after that. Nice. Same, same. Okay. Same. So what, what do you, what do we say to the young adults, unmarried Christian young adults who want to do it better? We want for them to do it better in those early years. Like how many years did it take for us to get to this conversation with our spouse? What do you, what are you saying to your children or to, what would you say to my kids or young adults listening to this who want to do it the right way and they want to go into their marriage as healthy as they can in all of these things? Yeah. Great question. I mean, lead us off and then I'll, I'll answer that. Yeah. I think what is struggling in our world today is the word commitment. Mm. I don't think that young people that are going into this because of all the shows on TV and movies, all that stuff. We don't know what commitment means. Commitment means to work at something and put effort into something. It doesn't just mean stay married and don't get divorced. If you commit to being intentional and putting effort into your marriage the entire time. And I think that it, for me, our kids have watched us go through hard things, good things, amazing things, hard things. It's a cycle, Mm -hmm. right? They know that we're a rock and that we're going to make it through the hard times because we're committed. And they see the effort that we put into our marriage every single 
day. It's not weekly. It's not monthly. It's daily. And so that's what I would think. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was fantastic. And I, I would say just being very open, you know, growing up, my parents didn't talk about things often. I would say we're very open with our kids, right? If our kids come and ask us a question rather than shy away and say, well, we shouldn't talk about that or let's not talk about that now. We really try to be open with our kids and answer all their questions and explain why and how marriage is, you know, sex really trying to, to share how great sex is. And it's something that God totally is on board with. But the world has kind of twisted mm -hmm. it and made it look, you know, completely different, but it's something that's very sacred and, and it's a good thing between a husband and wife. Just teaching them, I think about, you know, answering their questions, teaching them about sex is, is very important. And I think finally just leading by example, yeah. right? Absolutely. Like just trying to say, hey, here's what we believe and here's how we're living our life and just trying to be that example. I think the best gift that you can give your kids is to give them a good marriage. 100%. 100%. I, there yeah. was a meme I saw the other day on TV or on TV on the internet that went around that said like the new rich is a, is a kid that grows up with mom and dad in the home and still married, you know? And it was just like, yeah. that's exactly right. Like that's the new wealthy. If you've got a, a stable yeah. home where mom and dad love each other and it's genuine, like you, you are, you've been given a great gift, a great wealth. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I just love that we can talk out loud about things like this. It's so critical. There's so many marriages that are struggling and hurting. They're maimed. The scars are there, right? The, yeah. the baggage that they brought into their marriage or the, the baggage that they end up carrying because they don't know how to get through this. You guys have given an opportunity for Christian people to be able to go have that conversation. And we're grateful for what you're doing and, and tell everybody as we close up here, like, where can they find you? How do they get in touch with you? All of that. Lisa. Okay. Our podcast is Ultimate Intimacy Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at Ultimate Intimacy app. And our website's ultimateintimacy.com. And you can download our app. It's a free download in both of the app stores. Just search up Ultimate Intimacy. It's a little purple and white logo. Did yep. I miss anything? No. And uh, we answer all customer service or emails directly. So if you're emailing us, it's going to be one of us answering you. You can email us directly at amy at ultimateintimacy.com. And uh, like I said, we respond to everything personally. So. Yeah, that's great. And, and for those of you that are listening in that know, if you go to getinthefight.club forward slash Amazon store, in my story, actually, we have links directly to Ultimate Intimacy. So you guys can find Nick and Amy and Ultimate awesome. Intimacy right from the website there if you go into the store there. So yeah, our Amazon store at getinthefight.club, you can find that as well. But Guys, thank you so much for fighting for marriages and for the beauty that is ultimate intimacy. Appreciate what you guys have done. And thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thanks guys. Enjoy your day, everybody. Go get in the fight and we will see you in the next episode. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.